Hello and welcome to the Icon Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Justin Anderson. I'm the lead pastor here at Icon Church. And for this season, uh, instead of Alona and I, it is uh, I and our spiritual formation director, Josh Searcy. Josh, say hello. Hello. That's his voice, guys. That's how he sounds. That's how you'll know it's him. Uh, Here at Icon, we do this podcast because we believe that strong, healthy leaders are what help the church thrive. We believe leaders are learners and that if we're not learning, we're not leading. So uh, we want to grow and learn. And this season in particular, uh, we want to discuss a certain aspect of our overall health as leaders uh, that is probably... Uh, not addressed as often as it should be. Uh, And so in this season, as we are wrapping uh, the year, we have dealt with coronavirus and all of the craziness, and we are now walking into election season as we record this, we want to talk about our mental or emotional health or lack thereof. Specifically, we want to discuss how looking at who God is and how we can embrace his character and that can restore the ways that we have been mentally or emotionally broken. But this is not a conversation that happens very much in leadership. Josh, why do you think that is? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, with leadership comes certain responsibilities. We all know that. Uh, and so when we get into leadership, there are certain things that we have to leave behind. Uh, so like when I'm leading our community group leaders here at ICON, there are certain uh, aspects of my humor that I can't take in with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm hanging out with my best friend Kyle or whatever it may be, uh, I can make some certain jokes because uh, it's not in a leadership context. But as soon as I step in and put my leadership hat on, there are pieces of me that of my personality that I have to leave behind. But I think we get confused when we think that part of what we leave behind is our mental and emotional health. Uh, so though we have to like compartmentalize some of our personality in leadership, we can't com- compartmentalize pieces of our personhood. And our mental and emotional health is a foundational piece of our personhood, of how we operate as human beings. But, and so whether you want to or not, we bring into leadership our mental and emotional issues. Uh, it's not that piece of us that we can just leave behind. It's a core piece of who we are. And so we don't talk about it a lot because we think we have to leave it behind as leaders, but hmm. then we get into trouble because we can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those pieces of us that's maybe most tempting to leave behind or compartmentalize or hide because uh, often it reflects weakness, right? And we don't, uh, we don't want often as leaders uh, to project weakness, we want to project strength, we got it all together, we know what's going on, we know the future, and just right. strap onto my back and I'll take us there, right? Yeah. And sometimes being honest about our emotional or mental unhealth um, can feel like weakness in a way that um, uh, could, I don't know, undercut our, our trust in leadership or something like that. So this is the misunderstanding that we want to address uh, this season We want to address it head on and talk about how um, uh, actually embracing uh, the reality of our mental and emotional health um, can strengthen our leadership, um, not diminish it. So um, we want to talk about kind of our one liner for this series and break it down piece by piece, piece by piece, uh, so that we can all see why this conversation matters. So here's the one liner. We want to look at who God is 
and how he can make us mentally and emotionally whole, giving us the space to become the leaders we've always wanted to be. So let's break this down piece by piece. Josh, a look at who God is. Why does it matter to look at who God is when we're talking about our emotional or mental health? Right. Uh, for a couple of reasons. First, because we want to look at God because God is a certain way. His character actually is reliable and he's shown us who he is in relation to his creation, specifically how he is in relation to his people. And so with God, we have a clear revelation of how he is uh, and it's a description of himself that always holds true. And so when we look at God, we can trust that he's going to be the way that he said he will be. And so we need that consistency as we're moving towards health, the, the consistency of his character. But also, second, uh, and this sounds kind of strange to just say, but uh, I think it's, it's worth saying in this conversation, God is of consequence when it comes to our mental and emotional health. Um, you know, I believe in and have benefited a ton from mental health experts going to see a counselor, going to see therapists. But I, I'm afraid that sometimes as Christians, at least today, we've excluded uh, personal encounters with the living God out of this conversation. Uh, I think we have uh, just run to those who are mental health experts and who can help but have forgotten that we are created in the image of God. And uh, we've kind of truncated the conversation around mental and emotional health because we exclude the one who made us with minds, the one who made us with emotions and don't really believe, we might not say it, but don't really believe that he's of consequence, that he actually can uh, help us in this conversation, that he, an encounter with him, seeing him rightly actually can regulate our brains like mental health experts talk about that God is able to do that when we encounter him. Yeah. It's a little like uh, the way in which people can treat pastors sometimes as an end rather than the role of the pastor to bring us into the presence of God. Like a good pastor is never going to point towards themselves, but is going to point a person back to the relationship with God they were made for. Right. right. And it's similar with a therapist that the right kind of therapist or a good therapist isn't going to make you dependent on them they are going to help you realize how you can be dependent on God. Right. Right. So then keeping our focus on who God is can become that anchor because his character never changes. And often it's the ever changing uncertainty of life that causes um, many of our mental and emotional problems yeah. or challenges. Uh, but the, the constancy of God, therefore, can be kind of the anchor in the storm. So yeah. it's good. OK, let's look at the next piece how he can make us mentally and emotionally whole. How does looking at God and his character make us mentally and emotionally whole? Right. So this kind of connects with the second piece that I talked about. Looking at God can help us in being mentally and emotionally whole, walking on that journey, because we are creatures made in the image of God. And because of that, health is found in relation to him. And so our whole life is meant to be lived in relation to the truth of who God is. And so this has to include that piece of our mental and emotional health. And so in this fallen world, there's a massive need for mental health expertise and even medical interventions such as medications. But if all that is done in a way that's divorced from a proper alignment with who God is, then it's not true health. Like for me, if I don't 
know who my wife is, then my role as husband is going to be unhealthy. If I don't know the way, the things that make her, make her tick, the things that, how she thinks, how she's feeling uh, in our marriage, if, I, if I, I don't know things about her that are pretty much always true, then I'm going to be really unhealthy in my relation to her as husband. And so the same thing with God, if I don't see him for who he is, uh, and if that's the core relationship we're supposed to have as human beings, then that role, that uh, you know, outworking of being in the image of God is going to be broken in some significant ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that uh, mental and emotional unhealth is always the result of sin. Right. Right. And, and, it's, and to clarify that, that, that's not to say that if you are dealing with mental or emotional unhealth, that it's because you are sinning, right? right. Like that you've sinned in some way and this is a, uh, an evidence of your you know, culpable sin or something like that. Like right. that's not the idea, though it, it's not not true. Like yeah. it oh, likely yeah. is true that there's some decisions or, or pattern of decisions that you've been making that is not in line with the way God has designed you, but it's also just the result of the brokenness of our world, right? One of the yeah. most important mentors in my life uh, told me one time that our feelings, our emotions, are tools that God has given us to be able to navigate a broken world, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we experience sadness, we experience joy, we experience fear, we experience loneliness or whatever, shame, guilt, as a, as a way to process the brokenness of the world around us, yeah. right? And yeah. so these are kind of emotional outlets that are meant to release the pressure that sin done to us, by us, or just around us um, creates that pressure within us. And we got have to have those kind of healthy outlets. So we were made for perfect relationship with God, right. perfect relationship with each other, perfect relationship with God's creation, and perfect relationship with ourselves. And to the degree that those four relationships are broken, it is the result of sin done by us, to us, or around us, mm -hmm. right? right? So being able to just name that and go, hey, the core issue here is sinfulness, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that the only answer is repentance, right? right? Like there's tons of work to do around this stuff, but it, it, I think it rightfully acknowledges the, the enemy, right. right? And what is the cause of this? And then how can we get underneath that. So right. that's great. All right. So then this last piece, right? We said we want uh, that doing this, that connecting to God, knowing who God is, uh, he can make us mentally and emotionally whole, giving us space to become the leaders we've always wanted to be. What's that mean? So living in mental or emotional health brings with it a certain type of crippling to our leadership. And this is like really the core piece of this season for this podcast, because uh, we could talk about, and we are talking about mental health and emotional health in other ways, uh, but specifically living in unhealth in this way brings some uh, really devastating things to our leadership, uh, which really kind of becomes this, you know, eternal feedback loop. The more that we are not doing great in leadership, the more it's going to reinforce the ways that we feel unhealthy, the ways that we are anxious or depressed or shameful, the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, and so we got to talk about this because it directly affects the way that we lead. And all of us have in our head this picture of what type of leader we want to be. Um, and we can't be that if we're, if we're uh, embracing and just letting unhealth in our minds and in our emotions rule us. And so, uh, so yeah, this, when we see God and he helps us become mentally and emotionally whole, it affects our whole lives, including our leadership. 
Good. Give us some examples. So we're going to go through, kind of give us a vision for what this season's going to look like. What are some of the ways in which uh, mental and emotional unhealth affect our leadership? Yeah. And then what what's the healthy version of that? Yeah, yeah. So for a couple examples, one would be anxiety. A key piece of leadership is vision. Vision casting, coming up with it, trying to see what your organization, your church, your group, what you want it to be moving into the future and what you feel like God is calling it to be. But if you are at your core wrestling with anxiety, then vision becomes nothing more than just a act of pessimism. Uh, and pessimism is not great in vision. We have to, we want to see change. We have vision so that we can see where we want to go. But if you are an anxious leader, then all you can do is look into the future and see dread. And that really kind of sucks the energy out of vision casting. Because if you see dread in the future, the only thing you're really going to be able to concentrate on is the present. You're only going to be able to say, what do I need to do right now to fix what I think is going to happen next? Instead of being a uh, a leader who looks into the future with vision and moves the organization because of that. Another example would be addiction, something that we're going to talk about toward the end. Addiction kills integrity in our leadership. We want, uh, there are responsibilities, like I said, in leadership, and one of them is, is to be an example. And that example, you know, changes with whatever uh, we're leading over, whether it's a church or an organization or a business. But nonetheless, we, we are trying to be exemplary in how we're living our lives for those who are following. And so uh, addiction kills that integrity. And so if we see God and are slowly moved out of the chains of addiction, then we're able to establish a character in front of those who are following us that is exemplary, what we all want. Good. Well, let's not ruin any future episodes. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, so this is what we're going to do. Uh, each episode is going to take on a different kind of element of uh, mental or emotional unhealth, talk about how it impacts our leadership and then what it might look like uh, to move towards health in these areas. So some of the weeks are going to impact different people in different ways, right? Some of you are dealing with anxiety, some fear, some addiction and other things, depression, um, and, and they're going to ring more, uh, you know, kind of true for your life. Uh, Josh, how should we kind of prepare ourselves uh, to listen to this season? How can we, what, what's the next step we should take before the next episode? Yeah. The biggest thing is going to be to assess yourself, is to sit down and really look at your leadership and look at your mind and at your emotions and say, what is it that is crippling me? Because um, all of us have some sort of, none of us are fully emotionally whole. Uh, none of us are fully mentally whole. We all have these things that are uh, elite, either going to cripple us or at least hamper us in our leadership. And so just to embrace the fact and the necessity of vulnerability in this. This conversation is going to require vulnerability. And so the first step of vulnerability is to just assess yourself and admit, this is where I am. This is where I'm struggling and I need help. Okay. Well, join us for the next several weeks as we look at uh, mental and emotional health in our leadership. I think you are really going to benefit from uh, the work that Josh has done in this area, and uh, we could see some real progress in our leadership. So uh, you can get this podcast wherever you got this episode. You can get all the rest, whether that's on Spotify or iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.